On this week's show, four major college football conferences throw in the towel, and there is still no word on the fate of the 2020 Canadian Football League season. This week, we'll also be looking back at some of the highlights and lowlights from this past year as we celebrate our third anniversary on this podcast. That and much more this week in the world of football. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to our third anniversary edition of This Week in the World of Football. This is episode number 157 for August 11th, 2020. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table from me, as always, for the past three years, is my son, Adam. I'm just glad this is the series finale. Here we can finally put this behind us. Yes, we get a whole week to rest up before we do it all over again. What are you talking about? I thought this was the series finale. No. No, this, this ain't Stargirl. No, well, nothing is Star Girl, but I'm saying like this. I thought this was it. This was this. This is it. The end of the season. The end of the series. We're just right. And a new compl- season starts next week. Next week. Oh my God, that doesn't give me any turnaround turnaround time at all to deal with this. It to absolutely mentally prepare. does not. But what what's interesting though is you won't be here for the season four premiere. I will probably be here. You will. No, I am working hard to make sure that you get some rest, big boy, before your big <laughs> surgery this week. Uh, I've already got a guest lined up, and we're going to take over the show for the season four premiere. He has not committed to that yet, so uh, you, I will get a commitment by the end of this show <laughs> as I text him furiously right now. We come to you each week from the world of football man cave, located right here in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We're here to promote the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. From the NFL to the CFL, college, high school, and indoor football, we inform and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping a close eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on one of our many platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So let's talk about what happened this past week, and we're going to start in the NFL where a total of 66 players have opted out of the 2020 season. And I noticed that uh, three teams did not have any players opt out, and there was also one free agent that opted out. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, we're looking at the list, kind of trying to find some of the names that stuck out to us as, you know. It's, it's mainly uh, offensive guards, offensive tackles, defensive linemen, you know, a few wide receivers here and there and cornerbacks and safeties. But for the most part, you look down the list and it's, Offensive tackle, defensive tackle, but outside I mean, linebacker, linebacker. Yeah, but I, I think position is, I mean, irrelevant to the situation. I mean, all these guys got their own situations, their own thing going on. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting to note that there are no quarterbacks of any. Uh, yeah, no quarterback. Like a first stringer or third stringer. Like none, none, no string quarterback. All the quarterbacks yeah. are still in play. Uh, I see one fullback. Like I think it was a A couple back. running backs are, are gone. But, I mean. It's just weird, and not a lot of big names. I feel like people like were waiting for that one big name to come out, and I, I would assume the biggest names are both Patriot guys. Uh, and, of course, the Patriots led all the teams with uh, seven or eight, uh, oh, yeah. eight guys that opted out. But safety, Patrick Chung, and linebacker uh, Dante Hightower, th- those are two pillars of, of that Patriots defense. And how much is that going to hurt? New England this season if we get a season at all because essentially I mean we all know the Patriots mindset of next man up but I mean these two guys are almost irreplaceable well we'll find out just how deep some of these teams are uh you you mentioned how um the Patriots have eight guys I think the next one on this list is uh, the Cleveland Browns they had five guys but mostly it's it's, you know two three guys uh, per team that opted out, and like I said, three three teams didn't have any. The, the Falcons didn't have anybody opt out. The Chargers didn't have anybody opt out, and neither did the Steelers. Yeah, which I think is bizarre, but, I mean, uh, it, it is interesting that we're only at 66 players. I mean, right, yeah, I thought there would be more. I, I really did, too, did. Uh, but, I mean, uh, I, th- I know there's been a lot of positivity around the Lions uh, facility just for how they've been handling a lot of the things, and I, and I know they've even uh, – are tweaking the COVID testing rule because of what happened with Matthew Stafford. Right, we talked yeah. about last week yeah. and Matthew Stafford was on record today as saying he's happy it happened so that the, the league can change this uh, pr- part of the procedure just so right. it doesn't affect uh, other players. But I mean, you got, uh, you know, 
some teams lose like one guy, and I won't say it was a crucial guy, but like I think of the Packers losing uh, Devin Funches, who was supposed to come in and be one of those uh, big receiving targets for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to lose him, you know, might hurt the Packers. We'll see. I know they picked up a former uh, late round Lions wide receiver to replace this guy, but I mean, it's all across the board. I mean, just uh, you hope that all these guys, you know, clearly they're doing it for the right reasons it's either family or they just they're just not comfortable with the situation which is yep. fine all well and good yep. and no animosity should be given to any of these no, guys whatsoever oh, absolutely not no i i don't blame anybody for for saying you know i, I don't want to play this year uh if they can financially afford not to i think it's a good well, like a good idea. we'd mentioned that the league is going to stipend if you uh yes or right. like it's like a advance on their salary but right. like 150,000 for players who just opt out and i think three what was it three hundred thousand for players who were in the at-risk category mm. and and had to opt out. So, I, I I'm glad that these guys you know aren't going to be persecuted. They shouldn't be. But also, what's interesting is uh, Larry Warford is the only free agent, a guard, a mm-hmm. former Detroit Lion who is opted out. And I think that's interesting that he's the only free agent. You mm-hmm. would almost su- suspect that maybe some more guys, but maybe some see this as an opportunity to fill in 66 spots. I don't know. Uh, do the free agents get a stipend also if they're not with a team? You know, if they're not That's, under contract, they're uh, not under contract. True. So maybe he wouldn't get a stipend. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's just doing it to. Yeah. Maybe he's just walking away because he just he just doesn't believe in playing. And you know, if he's if he's done well with his money, maybe he can afford to sit out a year. Maybe I, I don't know. Right. And, and another guy we we forgot to mention. We talked about him last week when he was one of the first people to opt out. Was uh, Learn it. Duvernay Tardif, the guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, who mm. uh, opted out to go oh, continue practicing in uh, yeah, yep. in Canada. So yep. everybody's got their reasons to do it, and it's, you know, I wish all of these guys the best of luck. Sure. And hopefully, you know, they stay well and safe. Yep, and hopefully we'll see them all back next year. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, uh, some other news. Here's something that you don't really think about. But the NFL Referees Association has reached an agreement with the NFL in regards to health protections. Uh, if they test positive for COVID uh, during the season, it'll be treated as if it was an injury and uh, that, that was received during a league-sanctioned event, which entitles them to uh, injury pay, medical expenses, and other benefits. Uh, they will also have until August 13th, which is this Thursday, to inform the NFL if they plan to opt out of the 2020 season. They will receive $30,000, and their jobs will be guaranteed for 2021 if they do opt out. And you just don't think about that. You know, the referees, right. they're out there, too, on the field. Um, you know, what what happens to them if they get the COVID-19? Uh, the only thing I can relate to that is that I know that the referees for the NBA are in the bubble with the rest of the players, right. so they're all in that thing. But, yeah, nothing's really been said too much about NFL referees, so I thought this was interesting that now they have some kind of right. a you know collective bargaining agreement. I don't know what and, type of agreement it is. Right. But. Are the referees going to have to isolate you know weekly away from these teams? Like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. And that was not mentioned. And in the it, it is weird that we're I guess technically a, a quote unquote a month away from the season right now. We're just now hearing about the referee status. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure. Is the NFL dropping the ball? I mean, they're addressing some stuff, but I'm I'm still getting a little concerned that the NFL hasn't you know, come out with any sort of plan or or any sort of discussion about the season ahead because you got two successful leagues with bubbles that have posted zero COVID cases. Then you got a league that is traveling the country like the NFL plans on doing. And they've had uh, issues up the wazoo the last several weeks. You've had two teams miss a week plus of games each just because of a COVID, COVID outbreak. And, we're seeing various degrees of disciplinary actions towards uh, like a couple of uh, Cleveland Indian baseball players who went to Chicago after their game and went out to party or take, <laughs> go on to the town. And the team found out and told them, Hey, we're going to, you're going to rent a car and you're going to drive home and stay away from the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And then you're quarantined for two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. so how severe is the NFL going to be with some of the, the negligence that's bound to happen if they're not, bubbling up somehow and we've yeah. talked about off mike about ways they could bubble if they decided to bubble and mm-hmm. how, how realistic that is or not is really up to the nfl because i think it could be done but it would be done where you need four or five cities to really pull this off and they could do right. it right. and i'm just a little concerned that the nfl isn't even 
considering it or at least coming out and talking about it right enough to, to make their public making public right so and, and we're a month away from the season and i don't know we'll see yeah yeah i mean uh the NFL may start the season, but we'll see how far they get before a lot of these things that are happening in the other leagues do start happening to the NFL, where players are out on the town after a big win or or whatever, and uh, you know we'll see if they can keep it under control. Because we know the NFL is a stubborn; they're a stubborn league. They're a, hey, we're the NFL, and we're gonna right. you know put our britches up high, and we're just gonna <laughs> keep walking through. But I'm wondering if maybe they, their plan is maybe uh, building some. Uh, fail safes like the Big Ten schedule did, and we'll get to the Big Ten in a second. But the Big Ten had a whole, what did they call it? It was called the Jenga Forty One schedule, where it, the the schedule was built to be collapsible, and if something happens, they can take out oh, where they certain had a couple, games, and like, they can bye weeks and whatever. A couple bye weeks moved in, and they, they could also around. move you know teams around if they need like just crazy. Like, is the NFL even thinking about this? Because if they need to delay the season, is it just as simple as hey, those first four games you would have played, we're just gonna bump them to the back end of the season now and we'll play into January for the regular season. Then February, March will be playoffs. Mm. Like who knows? Yeah, we don't know. I would just like some concrete answers. And with the NFL, it's getting scary that we're not getting any news right now, but it does seem like they're more in sit back and wait for what's happening with college football. And as we'll talk about here in a second, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but with what's happening with college football, could the NFL with a season going ahead, move around to, Friday nights, Saturday nights, mm. you know, could we be seeing some schedule changes in that regard? So, yeah. Well, that's, it's been mentioned. That was a topic, yeah. All right. The last thing I've got here is uh, uh, sort of NFL-related. Uh, I received my items in the mail today that I uh, had ordered from the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Let's Talk About What Randy Bought segment brought to you by the ProFootballHallOfFame.com. <laughs> Well, here's the not first a sponsor. item. You haven't seen this, but I there's, not. there's you the were first struggling. You were struggling that whole last segment to yeah, I was, get had, it out of the get, box. It, it's a silver coin that is a commemorative coin for Alex Karras of the Detroit Lions going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with the Centennial Class of 2020. And uh, there was 5,000 of these made, and this is number 106 in the series. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. You, you but, know, am I going to am I going to have to take a picture of you with it for you to post on the website? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But they even, okay, my one critique already looking at this is they got the old Lions number font for 71 on there. Well, uh, what he wore back in the 70s, probably. No, no, no. I'm saying the old font as in the 2009 to 2017 Detroit Lions. I'm a big font and oh, number God. nerd, so that's going to bug me a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it is cool. I like that. You got a picture of Alex Karras on one side with Pro Football Hall of Fame, Canton, Ohio. And it's number, got the old Lions logo down there in the bottom. Number 71. There, there's no Lions logo oh, at all. Okay. It just says Karras on that. And then I'm on the saying. back, you flip it around. Class of 2020, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Canton, Ohio logo on there. And that's got the names of all the other inductees uh, around the outside of the coin. Yeah. I think that's all 20 uh, yep. from, from the regular class and the Centennial class. Heads or tails. <laughs> I better not flip it. Yeah, it comes. Put a, that back in the. It comes fancy in a plastic case. container and it's got a nice little felt box uh, and, and a little certificate. Of and that's part one, right? The that's other part is a Alex Karras uh, poster. Yes. Or print. Yes. Yeah. It's right down there on the floor next to you. Oh, holy smokes! Let me let me just dig around over here. Oh, look at that! Were you hiding that from me? I was. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't want you to see it till we were uh, actually talking. Oh, so this is a genuine like. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even look down there. Right? <laughs> kind of I, a grainy picture, but it, from a distance, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I got so much junk in here. I could have hidden anything in plain sight. Oh, but this this is great though. Limited edition of five thousand. You got the number six poster. It's number six of five thousand. Now yeah. that's pretty cool. That this is pretty. I thought I might get a high number with it, but I didn't expect it to be within the top ten uh, once that they produced. Yeah, and I like this. Yeah, it's got a gold coin. It's got a really nice color picture of uh, Alex Karras. Nice little football uh, texture frame yep. around the outside. Yeah, it's got like football material around the picture, uh, framing it up. And I think that one does have the old style Lions logo. Yeah, on the it bottom. does. That's, yeah, that's right. what I was that's thinking. That's my of. favorite Lions yep. logo right there with the with the gray and silver bars. But yeah, uh, you were the one that pointed those out to me when yeah. I was looking for mini helmets, uh, which I bought quite a few of lately. And you pointed out that picture and this coin. And I just immediately thought, I've got to have those. So where, where does Alex Karras rank in Randy? Oh, actually, never mind. Don't tell me the answer because that could be a history lesson one of these days. Randy's top five Detroit Lions of mm. all time. Well. Write it down. Adam's got another good idea. Way to end the season, <laughs> me. 
As he he's literally writing it down. Hold on. Let no, me... no, I wasn't writing it down. But then, wow, then, way to be a jerk about it. Well, somebody uh, online, at least it wasn't squiggly lines. This somebody time. online had said, uh, you know, who is your who are your top four players on your Mount Rushmore? Oh, for, your your for Mount Rushmore. Should we do that? Who's our Mount Rushmore? Well, I Lions? I responded to that email and I said, I don't want the answer. I want I want us to do this as a separate. Let's do that for two weeks from uh, now. Well, you'll, since you're not you'll on probably the show go with all week. people that you remember seeing play. I'm I'm more into historical. No, 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 no. Don't just assume. I have my favorite players, and then Mount Rushmore to me would be the four most important players in your team's franchise. And don't right. worry, Going I know enough. Of, okay. I know enough about my right. Detroit Lions. All right, I won't tell you who I put down for my Mount Rushmore. But Scott yeah. Mitchell, oh. Wayne Fonts, <laughs> Gary Moeller, and Marty Morningwig. There is the action. Never mind. Hold on. Take Gary Moeller, Matt Millen, oh, then. Uh, Marty Morningwig, there is your four. Get the dynamite. Actually, we are blasting this Mount Rushmore. Shouldn't to I put Rob Marinelli on there too? The guy who coaches to zero sixteen. <laughs> put him right snug, right up next to Matt Millen. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's it for our NFL news. Uh, we've got one item in the CFL news. There is still no word on whether the 2020 CFL season is going to be to played where or not. players from the CFL have been tweeting. Anybody know anything yeah. yet? Yeah. Well, I was listening to an interview today from uh, a, a guy up in uh, Calgary, and he was saying that we might hear something this week, hmm. either late this week or first of next week, because time's running out to get people to the hub city, to uh, get them, you know, and if there's quarantined a league, for a while. If there's a football league that's built for a hub city, it's the CFL of sure. all leagues. Sure. And look at what they're already doing in Edmonton and Toronto for the C- or CFL, the NHL. Granted, that's a lot smaller rosters you're dealing with, but sure. still, I think with that league, you split up five teams and four teams. You know, you can get this done and and be safe. Shoot, you could probably even get all nine into one city and yeah. probably be fine up in Canada. And Canada's got the lowest, or at least lower numbers than the United States, so you might mm-hmm. be better off there too. But I get mm-hmm. it is a health and safety issue, and I get that, and that's why what we're about to talk about next. Uh, with some of these cancellations, it, I get why they're doing it. And, and not like we got schedules last week in, in college football. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden we're getting cancellations. Yeah. And not to jump the gun too much, but it's just not a whole lot has changed in terms of numbers and cases, all that. I mean, it's not much different from a week ago. Yeah. But just I think finally people realizing that health and safety and the legality of putting people in jeopardy could be uh, crippling to a league that is already hemorrhaging money. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, last thing on the CFL, like I said, that there's no word on the 2020 season yet. Uh, They're still waiting to try and get a no interest loan from the government. They're asking for $30 million to help them start a Kickstarter or go fund me at this point. (laughs) Uh, So we should be hearing something that we, we should be hearing something any day now. I really think so. Because otherwise, they're not going to have much of a chance. I mean, we're already halfway through August. By the time they quarantine the players for a couple of weeks and then get practices going on, you're you're playing in September, October. The Grey Cups normally at the end of November. You know, how many games are you actually going to play before you, you get into uh, playoffs and, and the Grey Cup? Unfortunately, I'm going to say it, there will be no CFL football. Oh, I don't know. I'm still holding out hope that... Oh, we were uh, holding out hope for college football, but as we're about to talk about, um, there is uh, no hope (laughs) as of right now. Well, hopefully the CFL can work it out, like you said. I I would love to see some CFL football games this year. Uh, And like you said, if anybody can do it, uh, I think the CFL... They could, but it's just at this point, eh, might be too little too late. Okay. All right, well, moving on to college. Uh, Last week, the Mid-American Conference, which... Western Michigan University here in Kalamazoo belongs to, became the first FBS conference to cancel uh, all their fall sports for this year, including football. And then the domino effect began. And that just set off a a firestorm. Uh, Next was the Mountain West Conference, and then today, just within the last hour or two, came the official word. Everybody assumed it, but it came the official word that the Big Ten and the Pac-12, two Power Five conferences, have also canceled their football seasons for the fall. They're looking at possibly playing in the spring, but that's kind of up in the air. Nothing's you know set in stone there. But yeah, no uh, no football in those four conferences. So that's that's four conferences out of ten uh, Division One conferences and two 
Power Five conferences. So, who's going to be next? Uh, there's going to be more. Uh, uh, I'm I'm going to bet that we will hear about the ACC and Big Big Twelve. I've seen rumors about the ACC in a little bit, um, but the the one I think the la- the last man standing is going to be the SEC. Oh I don't yeah, know. they're going to go down kicking oh, and screaming. What is what is so uh, why they're so stubborn and why they can't want they that just... money and they want that championship. And they know without these other guys, they're they're going to walk right into it. Maybe, but I don't know. We'll see how this all shakes out. And even have a team like Nebraska in the Big Ten, who's who's already saying they they want to explore options of playing outside of the Big Ten, yeah. with them canceling this. I mean, I'm fascinated. I don't know how that's going to work. If that's a breach of, I heard some talk uh, online today where um, one of the analysts on one of the networks was saying that he doesn't think that's going to happen because I mean, it might not happen. But it's still interesting to, to consider and to be yeah. like, how do you pull that off if you do, or can you legally not if you're part of a conference? Well, I would think that uh, if they were going to do that, if they were going to pick and choose teams here and there, that the SEC would say, all right, this year we're not playing as a conference; we're playing as a super conference, NCAA. NCAA light or something like that. And so we've got these teams from our conference. NCAA after dark. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to grab, you know, we're going to grab Ohio State. We're going to grab a Nebraska and maybe Tennessee or, or whoever well, else. Tennessee's wants to be. And so it'll be, yeah. they'll set up their own schedule with all those schools. So it won't just be the SEC plus, you know, but what, invited guests. But man, think of the new domino effect would happen if a Nebraska could or does jump ship to the sec because iowa so the rumor was there were two schools in the big 10 that voted to play football and that was uh nebraska itself and iowa mm-hmm. those are the only two at least because this is all their presidents this isn't like the the athletic directors voted out the athletic directors and the coaches want to play sure but it was the school presidents but for some reason nebraska and iowa want to play and if you know, Nebraska is able to do it. Does Iowa follow suit soon after? I don't know. Does a team like, does a school like Michigan or Ohio State reconsider? And then jo- this just got, this is a whole other can of worms. We thought we like yeah. closed the other can of worms. Like, all right, we figured it out. These co- these schools aren't going to play college football. Now we got this new can of worms that came out of nowhere that we're going to have to deal with. And this will all work itself out. I think if anything, they're losing time for fall football. Yeah. Uh, yeah I know definitely. some of these schools didn't plan on playing until the end of September, so they still got like a month and a half to get their stuff figured out. But if you lose another couple of conferences, which I think is inevitable and could happen by the end of the show, who knows? Breaking news <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's done. I mean, the SEC could play itself, but that's it. You're not a national champion. You're just the SEC champion, and that would be it. If the rest of college football takes this break and say they come back in the spring and play, you know, a typical schedule in the spring, do we then do the national champion then? And then the SEC gets left in the cold because they were stubborn and stayed in the fall? Hello, new can of worms. Yeah, they've already played their season in the fall, and now they got to put together a team to play for possibly a playoff game or a championship. Yeah, we're not. I don't see that happening when you got players going into the NFL draft. It's a mess. And then what do you do with these guys who are going to be in the draft? Yeah. How yeah, does that affect the draft? Play. They won't want to play. They might already if, be drafted. If the NFL the has no tape on some of these guys, like, and they go eligible for the draft, what what procedures does the NFL then do to be evaluating the, yeah. they've a got, whole They've got film mess. on these guys for the last couple of years. But but another conference, the Sunbelt Conference, has said even today, they, they came out again and said, we are going to play, and we're going to play eight league games with an uh, option for four other non-conference games. I don't know who they're going to play in non-conference games. But uh, they uh, want to start playing Labor Day weekend, which is the end of this month. Not happening. So, I mean, that, that's the last thing that they had said. Now, there are two independent teams in the FBS, uh, UConn and UMass. Uh, UConn was the first and then followed by UMass. But a couple of independent teams have said that they are not going to field teams this year. But Notre Dame is still out there. They're an independent. Well, actually, no, they're, they're going with the ACC. They're tied in with the ACC right so, now. Yeah, so they're tied in with the ACC. If the ACC says no go... Does Notre Dame jump back to being an independent and play with whoever's probably playing against? I think that's what would happen. No, oh, Notre wow. Dame beats to the or beats to the rhythm of its own <laughs> drum. However, that saying goes. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then in the FCS, the Big Sky Conference said they're moving to the spring. Um, so I mean, and there's a, there were a couple other individual schools uh, and 
and whatever that have said that we're not going to play this year. Yeah. So it's just it's so much to keep track of. It, it's so almost much... easier to say who is playing, right. but that well, could change tomorrow. It could, and I think the. I mean, now we're in the thick of it. We're we're literally at almost to midnight on the doomsday clock. Like, yeah, for college we, football. For college football, and it's. I think it's, it's only going to get clear. I would say if we don't get any news by the middle of. So by the beginning of September, it ain't happening. Oh, no. Of course so not. So we'll see what happens. And it'll only become clear the further along we go. Unless yeah. something else happens, and then we're like, I don't know what to think about this no more. <laughs> well, one other thing I received in the mail that I, I don't know if I showed you this or not. but Yeah, I got, you were bragging about I it, and I asked you what it was. Yesterday. What is that? that? This is the Sports Illustrated Fall Football Preview 2020. No, but what is in your hand? That's it. That's what, I, that's what I just told you. Yeah, but what is that, though? I've never seen that in my life. Where's your tablet? Where's the, the stuff on the screen? This is called a magazine. A what? It's a paper magazine that comes in the mail. The mailman comes and What's delivers a mailman? it to your door. But, yeah, this is totally useless now because, uh, you know, they've got uh, all the NFL teams uh, previewed and a lot of the big college football. How many pages would you say are dedicated to college football? So now it is officially a waste of paper. Well, let me see. Um NFL is still going on here right around, uh, well, let's see. I think the college starts on page 68. Okay. So the rest of the magazine is kind of NFL stuff. How many of this rest are college football? You go from 68 to what for college? Uh, let's see. The last page is... This is great radio, why, by the way. Why do you ask me this? Not every page is Because you should be prepared for my nonsensical questions. Yeah, well, they're only talking about the top 20 uh, college teams anyway. So 68 to page what? I don't know. I just asked you. You literally looked at the about page and pages. It. It's about 80, 80 pages. 80, there's 140 pages in this? Good Lord, Randy. No, 80 pages. See, they don't have page numbers. Then why did you say 68? Are you just lying to well, me? Well, six, 68 has a page number on it, but the others don't. Fine. I'm going to do some quick counting. <sighs> anyway, I just when I got that, I just started laughing because normally I look forward to... You know, the previews to see where they think the Lions are going to do in their conference. By the way, the Lions are... 13 pages, by the way. Projected to be uh, third in their own conference behind uh, Green Bay. In the conference? Well... That's a playoff team, Randy. No, in in our division. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Throw that away. Hold on. (laughs) Real quick. I want to get this on. Who do they predict? Because that's the only reason I would read these is who do they predict for the Super Bowl? I don't know if they went that far. They just we're broke, still, you they know just broke down every conference. I haven't really looked it over that much. I just got it yesterday. You clearly, I, haven't looked I just it laughed over. at it and I and I kind of left it on the table. Uh, but yeah, Sports Illustrated. What terrible radio this is. <laughs> Me thumbing through a stinking magazine. So this is what it feels like to hold a physical magazine in your hand. I didn't uh, yes. know this. Yes. All right. Their Super Bowl prediction is the Ravens over the Saints. Uh, well, that's an easy pick. I guess. I, I mean, Lamar's good. Not even Kansas City, huh? Uh, no. Let's see. They got the. Let's see where they got the Chiefs losing. Uh, they got the Chiefs losing in the championship game of the AFC to, mm. the, to the Ravens. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> good to know. Sports Illustrated will get it wrong again. So uh, yeah. let's not bet on the <laughs> Ravens this year. Yeah. Okay, uh, Arena Football TV on YouTube. They posted another game, and I st- actually started to watch this game. Um, it was well, they were calling them the New York Firebirds instead of the Albany Firebirds uh, versus the Detroit Drive in an exhibition exhibition game in Barcelona, Spain, from 1991. I, I started watching this a little bit, and the announcer was a TV announcer that was all in Spanish, no subtitles, of no course. nothing. But <laughs> I would hope it wasn't in English but if it was I, in Spanish. I hate it when you force me to watch some movie that's dubbed in English. Because I don't like to read movies. Hold on. No, 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 no. Dubbed is what you do watch. I make you watch movies that are subtitled. Subtitled. Yes, I don't like subtitles. You like dubbing, which is where they make Jackie Chan's mouth move, <laughs> and then nothing happens. Then the English words follow. A totally unrelated voice uh, does the speaking for him. But, yeah, so so it was from obviously from uh, uh, Spanish TV, but... Uh, it was kind of cool to see the Detroit Drive coming out and being introduced, and the cheerleaders were there, and the, the uh, New York uh, Emp- uh, Firebirds were there. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting is that Art Schleister was the quarterback for the Detroit team. I don't know if you remember Art Schleister or know his story. But I he, was two years old when... Uh... But he was, a, he was a very good quarterback at Ohio State. He was the number four overall pick in the 1982 NFL draft by the Baltimore Colts. 
He also played for the Buffalo Bills and the CFL's Ottawa Rough Riders. And then he wound up in the Arena League with the Detroit Drive for a couple of years. And he spent one season with the AFL's Cincinnati Rockers. He was the MVP of Arena Bowl Four, And a uh, very tragic story with this guy. He had a gambling addiction that basically ruined his life. He's, I think he's still in prison for stealing a bunch of money to support his gambling habit. Dang. So, so yeah, kind of a sad story, but I just, I thought it was interesting as I'm watching the opening lineups and they're talking about Arch Schleister and I, I just thought, oh my gosh, that's, uh, that's pretty bizarre. So, uh, it might be worth watching just from that aspect to see, uh, Arch Schleister, um, throwing the ball around in the uh, arena football league. Um, I did finally get a chance to watch the last four episodes of Last Chance U uh, on Netflix, and uh, it was pretty good this year. Um, I had a little problem with the next to the last episode. They they really got off track. Uh, they talked so much about um, what life is like in Oakland. Uh, I mean, yes, that's important uh, to show where a lot of these kids are coming from because most of the players on this team our local kids. So, so this what is you're what saying is there. it was important, but Randy didn't care. No, I was there for the football, of course. But, but uh, again, uh, Laney College uh, in Oakland, California, community college there. Um, after the season was over with, I, I like to, at the very end, you know, they'll they'll talk about... Like a where are they now? Yeah, the where are they now, what happened to them. Um, and so that's always pretty interesting to see if any of these guys who thought they were really hot stuff were going to... You know, they all talk about going to the NFL, but... Uh, uh, that seldom happens. But anyway, after the season, one player uh, could be seen calling several teams uh, looking to get a walk-on spot from somebody because he didn't get uh, too many offers. And so he's leaving messages on the athletic director's phone for this college and that college saying... Oh, that just sounds sad. It, it was kind of sad. But he did uh, eventually get a walk-on spot with a Division two team. So he seemed happy with that, that he just wanted a chance to go somewhere and play. Of course, everybody wants to go to Division One, but right. he got a, an offer from a D2 school, so he took it. And, uh, and then uh, the coach um, was checking in on some of his players because by the time they, uh, they filmed the follow-up stuff, COVID-19 was already right. running rampant. So he's on uh, Facebook or whatever on his laptop, and so he's talking to some of his players. And uh, one of them, uh, the, the kid that was living in his car and played quarterback and wide receiver, he wound up uh, going to Hawaii and uh, was staying there uh, hoping to get a walk-on spot. So, you know, with the COVID-19, it ruined everything for, you know, him being able to show off his skills to the coaches there. So I don't know. I, I read something that uh, his name was, was not on the list for Hawaii school, you know, the Hawaii team this year. So I don't know if he mm -hmm. didn't make it as a walk-on or what. But that's that was kind of exciting. He was a he was a good receiver uh, for most for the most part, and he also played well as a quarterback when he was in there. But uh, yeah, the the twenty twenty season for the college football out there in California uh, has already been postponed to the spring of twenty twenty one, and uh, Coach uh, Beam uh, is going to be it'll be his forty first year as a head coach. So it was a very interesting documentary, a little bit different than the other ones. Uh, some parts were pretty much the same. You know, they followed several players through the season, the ups and downs and everything, um, talked to their families and how they were brought up and, you know, a lot of issues with kids with their parents or, you know, come from a broken home and all that. But it was it was good. It's worth watching. If you've never seen any of the Last Chance U seasons, this was season five. The first two were from East Mississippi. Uh, the other ones were Independence, Kansas, and then this year. So uh, they were all they're all good. Um so check them out if you haven't seen them all. But they're all on Netflix. You can binge watch all five seasons if you want. About eight episodes per season. Okay. And then another show, HBO's Hard Knocks, begins tonight uh, at 8 o'clock. I can't believe it. Normally we're in the thick thick of preseason football and uh, training camps. And it's a weird season. Yeah. Uh, they've already shown some clips of the episode. And yep. I saw those. Uh, I'm not really sure what they're really going to focus on other than COVID and what these teams maybe are doing. Yeah. Uh, um, I saw one scene of a, of a coach in a briefing room uh, wearing a full face shield, you know, right. to mask up or whatever. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, spin this particular preseason. But, I mean, they're at least stretching it between two teams uh, right. in the same city, and I'm sure we'll get some – Stuff from inside the new stadium. I'm sure that'll be a big uh, thing. But so next week, I guess we'll we'll talk about. Uh, well, I guess new co-host and I will talk about. Uh, <laughs> I'll be here. Don't yeah, worry about well, it. You'll be taking care of yourself and not 
straining yourself. I'll be fine. You you will not be on uh, Mike, just so you know. <laughs> you don't want me to be on. You want you're to hijack to take, my show. You're going to take no, you need to re- rest and relax after your surgery. You will <sighs> you will thank me later for it. Yeah, whatever. Your podcast will go on like Celine Dion. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to uh, this week's obituaries. We have three obituaries this week, and this is where we take a moment to honor those who've made the world of football a better place. And the first obituary is Cecil Leonard, who played in the AFL, the NFL, and the World Football League. He has passed away at the age of 74. Leonard played college football at HBCU Tuskegee and was selected in the eighth round of the 1969 NFL Draft by the New York Jets. He played defensive back for the Jets in 1969 and 1970, and he also played for the Birmingham Americans of the World Football League in 1974, winning the only WFL title game ever played. He was the head coach, head coach at HBCU Miles University from 1994 to 2000. Leonard also spent 20 years as a high school football coach. Our next obituary is that of Gene Lacuziak, who played in the Canadian Football League for eight seasons and has passed away at the age of 78. Lacuziak played college football at the University of Tulsa, where he was a fullback and place kicker. He went on to play defensive back for the Ottawa Rough Riders in 1967 and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers from 1968 to 1974. After his playing career, he went on to be a high school teacher and coach and Winnipeg. Finally, Carol Hardy, who played in the NFL and in Major League Baseball, has passed away at the age of 87. Hardy played college football at Colorado and was selected in the third round of the 1955 NFL Draft by the San Francisco 49ers. He played halfback for just one season with the 49ers and then played 10 seasons as an outfielder with the Cleveland Indians, the Boston Red Sox, the Houston Colt 45s, and the Minnesota Twins. He's the only man to ever pinch hit for Ted Williams. Hardy also spent 24 years working for the NFL's Denver Broncos in several different capacities, including assistant ticket manager, director of scouting, and their director of player personnel. Wow. Interesting career. Yeah. You know, from what I understand, he was an excellent college player, so I can see why he got drafted, but Baseball was his first love, so you know he gave the NFL a try for a season and said, you know what, I'd rather play baseball. And uh, he was successful at both. All right, um, today's birthdays. I'm going to start out with uh, wide receiver Otis Taylor turns 78 today. He pl- uh, played college football at Prairie View A&M, and he was selected in the fourth round of the 1965 AFL draft by the Kansas City Chiefs. He was also selected in the 15th round of the 1965 NFL Draft by the Philadelphia Eagles. He played his entire career with the Chiefs from 1965 to 1975. He was a Super Bowl IV champion under head coach Hank Stram. We all remember that uh, great Super Bowl win. And also, on this date in 1919, the Green Bay Packers were founded by Curly Lambeau. On this date in 1962, the first Pro Football Hall of Fame game was played in Canton, Ohio, between the New York Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals, and the game ended in a 21-21 tie. Ground was broken that day for the actual Hall of Fame building. And also, sadly, on this date last year, in 2019, the Arena Bowl 32 was played between the Albany Empire and the Philadelphia Soul, with Albany coming out on top 45-27, and the league folded just a few months later. So that was might be the last arena bowl we might ever see. Ugh. I'm still holding out hope that someday, somehow, they will bring the arena football back so with too. the rebound nets and and yeah. that style of play. And, and wherever they're at, I'm going to go watch them play. We'll see. Uh, check out arenafan.com or the ArenaFan Twitter. They, they've had a partnership with a great artist doing the minimalist arena football posters. And they've got a few good posters up right now. Uh, go check them out. They they are doing a deal right now where you can get three posters for uh, I think thirty nine bucks. So a bit of a steal. Uh, really cool stuff. Uh, one of them is a like a mini poster of uh, the six teams from last season in the Arena League. Hmm. Uh, minimalist style drawings of like the team jerseys and helmets, all that, which is cool. Then one of the Albany Empire Championship team from last year. Uh, is a big group minimalist poster with all the jerseys and all the players are on the team. Then the Arena Football Champions poster, which is in a similar style, but every uh, year there's a different 
uniform for the team that won the uh, Arena Bowl. And I'm thinking about snagging that just because it's got the Grand Rapids Rampage in mm. there. Mm-hmm. Well, you've seen the stuff I got, uh, so yeah, go I ahead. Might, I might just have to. It's yeah. so cool. Yep, add that to the uh, collection here in the man cave. Well, uh, if I buy it, it's for me and for your <laughs> sticking man cave. I'm building my own man cave. Hey, you, you can put it on loan here if you, if you don't have a, a place to put it. I'll hang That'll it be there. $40 a month <laughs> to hang that in your dumb man cave. <laughs> you hush your mouth. All right, now we're going to move on to a uh, year in review. Since this is no our, history lesson, no, our history lesson kind the, of is the, the only year history review. lesson is going to be <laughs> learning that we were terrible this. Yeah, the history lesson year. is our highlights and lowlights Ooh. from this past year. Uh, but uh, looking back at this past year, uh, of yeah, course, what do you got to say? Do you had a speech prepared? Do I need to? No, 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 do no. Need no, to, no. Let's make a toast. I just got a few things here season? that I wanted to uh, talk about this this past year. Uh, of course, we've already talked about the AFL folding after 32 seasons. Uh, that was last November. Is this the, the in memoriam uh, section? Do I need to start playing, playing some no, like Sarah McLaughlin, no. some sad crying no, I'm just, music? I'm just stating some facts here. And then the Grey Cup game was played uh, also last November. Winnipeg beat Hamilton 33-12 in that game. The Super Bowl was played in February. Kansas City Chiefs over the San Francisco 49ers, 31-20. Great comeback by the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, the College Football National Championship, it was LSU over Clemson, 45-25. That was in January. And then right after the Super Bowl, the XFL started playing. We all got excited about that. We enjoyed watching those games. Five weeks it was just later, like yesterday. Five weeks later, the COVID-19 bug bit that league, and they, they stopped everything. And two weeks later, they filed for bankruptcy. But luckily... In the last week. Thank you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has purchased the XFL for $15 million. And Black so hopefully himself. we will see XFL football next year. So, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and then uh, uh, right around uh, February, March time frame, that's when the uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, uh, brought out their new helmet logo, that awful thing. And then the whole year went right down the toilet after that. I blame the whole bad year of 2020 on that. That bad logo. Yeah, it was weird with. timing when they unveiled their uniforms. Right after slash, that, that, everything went to hell. Or was it the logo itself? <laughs> it might have been the logos because I feel yeah. like the uniforms came later. Yeah, the uniforms came later, but yeah, the helmet ugh. logo. Ugh. But anyway, uh, with the whole COVID nineteen thing and everything getting canceled, uh, we actually turned to doing some interviews this past year, and um, uh, I got to learn how to use Skype and how to record things on Skype and uh, and take uh, take the audio and put it into our podcast. Um, Several great interviews this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I learned how to do that the night before my first one with Tim Capper of arenafan.com right. and uh, uh, then we talked to Brett Green. Uh, he's a Hollywood actor who was from Western Michigan, graduated from Western and uh, he used to be the uh, team public relations director, I think. Uh, for the Kalamazoo explosion of the Continental Indoor Football League. And uh, so I've, I've known him for many years, and we got together on Skype and, and had a nice talk about uh, his days with that team. I talked to Western Michigan coach Tim Lester about uh, the the season and um, everything that was going on with COVID-19. At the time, he was still expecting that uh, we were going to play a full season. And, you know, like I said, the MAC uh, has finally called it quits, so that's not going to happen this year. We also talked to Paul Artali, a uh, motivational speaker and uh, uh, former Canadian college football player himself and a, and a high school, or not high school, but a college coach here in the United States. Uh, just last week, we talked to uh, Ron Snyder, who's written a book about the Baltimore Stallions. Ago. Well, okay, maybe two weeks ago. But yeah, on his great book about the Baltimore Stallions, I still have not finished it. I'm a slow reader. Thank you. And we also talked to Sparky McEwen, the former head coach and uh, former quarterback of the Grand Rapids Rampage of the Arena Football League. So yeah, we've, we'll have a few more. Uh, By we, you mean you've done a lot of Well, interviews. you've set them up. And Hold you, on, uh, I set nothing up. <laughs> you helped me get used to doing Skype. I edited and, a couple of those things. And yes, Ugh. you did edit them. Uh, so uh, you're still involved. I get so, no respect. Yeah. So it's been a really, really weird year this year uh, in the world of football. Oh, to say the least. And it ain't even over yet. Yeah. Oh, boy. But anyway, uh, we thought we would uh, bring back some uh, oldies but goodies. We've got some highlights uh, of our show from this past year. Picked out by the man speaking. Yeah. As the year went along, I would make a note uh, on a piece of paper, and I kept it in a folder, and I just you know wrote down the episode number and kind of about where uh, in the, the uh, hour-long show that this uh, highlight came from so I could find it again. So yeah, we're gonna go back to January of this year for our first highlight. 
It's from episode 129. And uh, this uh, Adam just had a real problem uh, pronouncing the name of the uh, the guy that was in the booth for Monday Night Football, Joe Tessator. And uh, this is the first time that he massacred this gentleman's name. Pro Bowl was very somber this year just because of yeah. the, the cloud hanging over. And it's not football related, but the fact that it kind of did um, hang over the Pro Bowl a little bit. I mean, we got to talk about it. it the passing of Kobe Bryant very unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, we were starting to watch the game. We fired it up. You were actually on the couch watching. I was at, you know, I was sitting at your table, you know, eating some food, waiting for the game to start. And then the announcer for the game, I think it was uh, Gene Stat, uh, Statutory. Yeah. Is that his name? <laughs> Whatever the, the crew from Monday night. Yeah. Uh, uh, football they, is. You know, they made the announcement. Tessitore. Tessitore. That's yeah. what his name is. Not Statutory. <laughs> that's what, oh man, that's what it sounds like. Ooh, toss that one up to the blunder bin. Yeah, I, I'm going to continue to throw that into the blunder bin. That was uh, not good. <laughs> and just uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, you did the same thing. Did uh, I? With, uh, yeah, you you did it again. Uh, Listen, remember this? I don't. Regardless, I don't. the one Monday night games I've watched with Booger, which were quite a few last season, got old quick. And I guess it's a better lineup. I have a lot more uh, high hopes than the last two iterations they've had with uh, – Witten and then Booger McFarlane teaming up with uh, Gene uh, Statutor? <laughs> Tessator. Tessator. Is that? Yes. That, I screw up again? Yes, Tessatori. Yeah, next week we're going to have your, your highlight from a few weeks ago when you screwed up his name. You might as well take you this just, one out, too, if I keep screwing up. Uh, <laughs> Testolini. Tessator. Testicle. Or Tessatori. Tessatori. Rigatoni. Well, I am hungry for pasta, at least. <laughs> okay, moving on to another clip. Uh, this one comes from episode 133. And now, the story behind this one is... We now, what, day, what, what day was that? You got the episode number. What, it, was, it was in February. Okay. I don't remember the exact date, but it was episode 133. Doesn't do his homework. And uh, what happened was, you got me laughing before we started to record the opening of the show. And uh, so I, the, the minute you said, you know action i started laughing as i'm reading it and we both just broke out laughing and you uh saved it for the end of the show again yeah you uh, begged and pleaded to, to I not have it in the show at all well, we've done this before we've we've messed up the opening before and we've just gone back deleted it and just started over until we had a good opening but for some reason you wanted to save this one so because i am uh, especially spiteful yeah well this this is what uh we played at the end of our episode uh 133 Join us again next week when we'll review all the happenings in and around the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. And stick around for a great flub from the first recording of the show today. You're not gonna you're not gonna play take number one of the opening. Play the clip. See you next week, folks. Hello again, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that stays. No, in. no, 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 no. We delete that. Um, yeah, looking back, it wasn't that funny. I don't even know what what got you laughing. I don't know. We, we were joking around about something. And, uh, it doesn't sound like us. I, was, I guess I just wasn't We, we aren't laughing. the joking type. I don't know what where you're getting this idea yeah, from. Yeah, we never joke about anything. All right, what's the next clip? Gosh. All right, now we're going to go to March, and this is from episode 138. And this is actually where you came up with a brilliant idea. What's new? Uh, to rename Thursday Night Football. And I, I still to this day, I think it's genius. You mentioned this the other day. Is there going to be a change in the one-helmet rule for 2021? Yeah, there was an article ESPN posted, got an alert about it, and I skimmed through it, and it sounded interesting that, you know, the NFL's had this rule in place for a while. That's why you don't see the Tennessee Titans, you know, donning the Oilers outfit, you know, for a throwback game. Right, they can only have one helmet. One helmet, so that's why the Lions can get away with their throwback because all they do is strip the helmet of the logo. Right. Everything, I mean, they can change the uniform. Uniform is not the issue, but it's changing the helmet along mm. with it that is the problem. That's why the Buccaneers haven't worn their creamsicles. Right. Or uh, the Patriots have gone back to Patriot Jack or whatever he's called. The, right, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I could see this changing, and I think people think that this will change in the coming year so that teams can, you know, employ more throwback uniforms. Because we, come on, the fans love the throwbacks. I mean, sure. some are better than others. I mean, you got the... Steelers bumblebee uniforms that they still <laughs> drag out every once in a while yeah. that most people seem to hate whatever they don't bother me that yeah. much but uh it's just it's unfortunate because I feel like 
the NFL 100 years, you know, this history this league has had, and you did nothing this past year to really get some of these old uniforms, you know, out of the closet and, right. you know, put them, put them in front of fans, you know, for the 100th season. So I'm, I'm a little upset about this rule. So hopefully it changes so that we can get some of those back. Because I would love to see, like we said, the Patriots old school. And we've seen them sure. do that on Thanksgiving several years back sure. before they put the one helmet rule in place. So yeah. it's been a dumb rule. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, didn't like the original Bucks uniform. It got a lot of ridicule and whatnot. But, you know, I think it's been long enough now that people look back and they say, you know what, that wasn't all that bad. And I'd like to see it again. So I think if they were to bring back the original Bucks uniform, I think people would go out of their minds for it, at least for a game or two. Yeah, I think for a game, you know, once a year, I mean, they were making a big deal of these color rush games. Shoot, stop doing color rush games. Start doing throwback Thursday right. night football. I mean, yeah. it's make, right there in the name. Make Tease. The, yep, make the make the two teams on Thursday night football wear throwback uniforms, the original Bucks uniform and maybe the original Cincinnati Bengals look, you know, with just the word hel- uh, Bengals on an orange helmet. Right, or you, you know, something I mean, like that. There's several options you could go with. You that could, would get people to watch. Well, probably. I mean, people are still going to watch football regardless. Right. But I'm trying to think, like, get the old Redskins, you know, Spear logo out. Get mm-hmm. the old Buffalo Bills logo out. Yep. Uh, let the Titans dress up as the Houston Oilers and play the Texans or something. You know, yeah. fun like that. Yeah. Wouldn't, you know, gimmicky stuff. Sure. If you're going to do the color rush, which is already a gimmick, why not go the extra mile <laughs> and, you know, just give them a whole throwback. Throwback Thursday night football sounds way cooler than just – Thursday Night Football with Color Rush kind of is a subtitle. You heard it here first, folks. Throwback Thursday Night Football. I hope. It's a thing. It better be a thing. Register it. I stick by Throwback Thursdays, by the way. I think that's what they should do. I love a good gimmick, and this is gimmicky enough for yeah. it to work. Yeah, this is this is a good idea. Uh, they really should. Uh, Add it on the pile that. of all my good ideas because I have a lot of them. Well, speaking of that, uh, here's another one from episode 150 just a few weeks ago in June where uh, you, came up, you came up with another great uh, idea to, uh, to rename our history lesson. I am not surprised. That's what's coming up. We'll see if any of that actually happens. Yeah. Um, hard to say. I mean, we've been saying that week in and week out. We'll see if it happens. We'll yeah. see if it happens. We'll see if it happens. I guess until we get to that point, we're just going to keep trucking along like normal and... We've actually started having discussions on what if there isn't a season. You talked about maybe having a break. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's no college football, if there's no NFL, if there's no CFL this fall, we may take a little break from I, our podcast. I, I will put put money down on there will not be a break. It will. I I would <laughs> think that you would lean more into the history. Well, uh, maybe maybe this too. Maybe this version of the show would just take a break, but you would come out every week now with uh, Randy's History Corner hmm. or uh, – uh, a punt down memory lane. Ooh. See, I'm so good at this. Wow. Somebody pay me. I'm writing that down. A he punt, doesn't pay me, everybody. These punt ideas. Down these ideas. Memory lane. He does this. I'm glad we got this on the 150th episode. <laughs> He's going to look back and be like, man, he had some good ideas. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> he wasn't mean a jerk. <laughs> um, When was that clip? Uh... That was from uh, episode 150 in June. Oh, in June. So, yeah. Smart then, smart now. Uh, <laughs> st- still not paid, still not getting listened to. Well, you, you've had a few good ideas. And, a and, few. And this was two of them <laughs> that, that uh, I wanted to include this week. Okay, and then uh, one of the last ones here is uh, an, an argument that we had. Oh, this, this is very recent. Two weeks ago, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's so epic in its uh, absurdity. Uh, where we had an argument over who was the Canadian singer that came onto the Grey Cup field for the halftime show on a dog sled on a snowy field. And you know and who won that argument? Neither one of us. We were both wrong. I should have known better. I knew who it was, but the wrong name came out of my mouth. But Well, let's say who it was at the end, but uh, for right now, let's present to you two idiots arguing about something where they don't know what they're talking Canadian about. Canadian singers, yes. Uh, it's going to be a pretty short season if, if they're not going to start, I mean, even showing up to camp till September 14th. Um, you know, I don't know. Depends on when they want to get their Grey Cup in. Are they yeah, going right to get now, it the, around the Thanksgiving still? Yeah, right now the Grey Cup is usually around Thanksgiving, so that may get pushed back in December maybe. I think um, I'd be okay with that, but even though that's what it used to be, wasn't it? Because we used to get snow and – or didn't, no, they moved it up. It used to be around Thanksgiving. Yeah, and now it's, then they, it's like a week earlier than Thanksgiving. Yeah, then it was a week earlier. But it, for the longest time, it was the weekend after Thanksgiving. Hey, it's fine. Have all the players write in on sled dogs like Cheryl Crow, and we'll Not call Cheryl it – Not Cheryl Crow. It was Celine Dion. What's the difference? <sighs> 
You don't know anything. Hey, what? My heart will go on for Cheryl Crow, okay? <laughs> hey, make a note. Uh, make that note down. That was the funniest thing I've ever said. No, and we're going to play that on our anniversary show here in a few weeks. No. Write, no, write it down. 32 minutes and 49 seconds uh, during episode, what are we on? Are we on? 155. That's it? We've only done 155 of these things? Yeah, it seems like more. I know, right? Okay, one other story Hold out on, of Canada. You just drew like two squiggly lines. That wasn't even a real note. I'll remember. How what it dare is. you patronize me? Ah, uh, the babbling of two morons. Yeah. Well, uh, the, what was the real answer? Uh, the real answer was Shania Twain. Ah, uh, that don't impress and, uh, me much. <laughs> you are very welcome. <laughs> you were just like listening to yourself and just thought, damn, I'm funny. You must not because that wasn't you. That was me who said that just now. At least I had two Canadian singers. I just got the wrong one. You, where where did yours come from? Cheryl Crow? Yeah, Cheryl Crow. That's the first Canadian I could think of. And it turns out she wasn't even Canadian. She's she's from California. <laughs> no kidding. Couldn't be like farther from Canada. Oh, man. Anyway, that's that's You're welcome our... for that gem. That's going to live forever on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Well, that's some of our highlights and lowlights from our podcast this past year as we go into season four beginning next week. We have with uh, the co-host that is confirmed. We got the text message returned. Oh you are going You are going to be forcibly put on a leave of absence next week. Maybe you can well, make I'll a, probably be sitting in that chair over there. Oh, monitoring the, us? The, uh, the the audience chair. I'll be sitting over there. You get Well, remember. Writing you notes you gotta, and you, saying. You, you'll be looking like one of the three blind mice. You're going to have the, <laughs> the big dark sunglasses on. Yes. We'll I give am, you a cane. I am supposed to have... Um, uh, cataract surgery yeah. on one of my eyes for uh, to, to clean up my vision. So you won't be able to see our Tom Foolishness. Uh, yeah, and that's the, uh, I should be just about fully recovered by the time we do our podcast next week. But for some reason, you want to hijack the show. You want to start off season four with yeah. you, and your, you and your brother. I, hold on. Let's not make it sound like I am trying to kick you off the show. I'm doing it for your own good. <laughs> you, were, you were officially going to be put on the physically unable to perform list. And the pup list? Yeah, you're going to be on the pup list uh, with an eye injury. Well, it's uh, not going to stop me from talking. Of course it won't. We wish it could, <laughs> but it's not. I'm just looking out for you. You're not like that's no time. No, you can't be in front of a computer screen. You can't be with all these lights in the in the man cave while we're recording. So oh, yeah, you got to stay away. I'll wear and, those and goofy I got, sunglasses. I got the, con- the the co-host confirmed for next week. You're just going to have to... So who's going to put the show together next week? You? Yeah, I'll just put it together myself. Oh, yeah, like you always do. I'll show up and figure out, oh, what am I going to do now? I have Season no idea. Four. Click, start recording. You know, we have a famous saying in the Snow family, and I believe it was my grandmother, your mother, who said, the way you spend the first day of the year is how you will spend the entire year. And so if we start this season's podcast with a train wreck, the entire <laughs> season of the podcast shall be a train wreck oh brother we're gonna well, set fire to this baby and aaron and i are gonna watch it burn <laughs> okay and then dance on the ashes i don't know afterwards. what else to say about that we're gonna move on now to uh, upcoming events um starting august 29th which is Labor i Day don't weekend. believe it sunbelt conference yeah a lot can happen between now and august cross that's, that out that's two weeks away it's so much can happen between now and then uh, the nfl is supposed to kick off their 101st season on september 10th their um, 100th anniversary occurs on September 17th, and September 26th is when the Power Five conferences are supposed to start their seasons. Two of them are already gone, so um, do any of these upcoming events dates mean anything? I don't the know. The NFL is the only one. We're less than a month. Today is August 11th. Uh, NFL is supposed to start up on the 10th of September. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Yes, I, sure. I've already got that day off. Um my normal vacation is canceled, but I have the vacation day still in. You're taking a Thursday off? I always do for uh, my music festival I go oh. to. I get the Thursday. Which is, which is canceled. Which is canceled, but now I have that Thursday off to watch Thursday night football. If well, you, you work on Thursday. You watch the game that night. You take Friday off. Yes, but if I don't, I can spend all day watching pregame. Uh, Come on. Get up to pre-game. my level. This is why you're getting a break next week. God. All right. Anything else uh, come over on your phone? Since yes, uh, Aaron says he plans to be a benevolent ruler and will rule with an iron fist made out of uh, a Super Bowl trophy. Okay. 
Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. If you learned something, which I really can't see How that can you we, did. I mean, we learned during that our we're podcast a couple of goofballs. That's about the learned. incredible amount of diversity that exists in the world of football, then we've done our job. And by diversity of football, he means lack thereof this season. So Visit far. our website at theworldoffootball.com for Hasn't news. Hasn't been updated links, since 1998. Upcoming events, videos, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. And by videos, he means you have to download Real Player 4. And uh, <laughs> just read your bit, will you? My God, are we going to pre-record these in the future? Because no. I feel like the, the, that would help. Nope. Uh, you can also like uh, the 1998 website of the World of Football uh, on the Facebook. Uh, <laughs> MySpace. Uh, oh, Did we, we ever have a MySpace? Page? <laughs> Do you want a MySpace page? <laughs> no. We could set that up. Uh, or a LinkedIn account. Oh, what's another good one? Uh, we could put an Indeed ad out for a, a co-host, <laughs> a proper co-host for just you. Just read your bit, will you? Um, you can like the world of football on Facebook. I'm going to do it with less enthusiasm now because you're a jerk. Way I don't to, think you to, could do it with less enthusiasm. Way to end the season. <laughs> uh, you can like the world of football on Facebook at TWOF Kalamazoo. We post a lot of unique stories, pictures, and highlights. That's really hard to do. Just with that, <laughs> like, the, yeah, I got a microphone. I'm just being so unenthusiastic. It's so hard. Uh, highlights, pictures, all that jazz from the world of football. You can also follow us on Twitter. What's Twitter? Who cares? We're at TWOF Kalamazoo there. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Tuesday. And when I say every Tuesday, I mean every Tuesday. So far. Anyway. And are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So please subscribe, rate, review, don't talk while I'm talking, and let <laughs> us know what you think. And please, come be a part of the football conversation, and be prepared next week for the first show without Randy. I mean, everybody wish him luck. He's got surgery this week. We're excited. You know, We hope you make a full recovery. And the, the podcast will be in capable hands, and if you could work on a script before you go under... Um, we'd greatly appreciate it. My big fear is that it'll be a big hit. And remember, folks, some people may love football more than we do, but nobody loves more football than we do. Join us again next week, or at least Adam and his brother, when they'll review all the happenings in and around the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. And I am laughing all my way to the bank. And somebody will see you next week. Happy end of Season 3, everybody.